This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. You know, and I, I think life, so much of it is this idea of gratitude, like idea of humanity and, and connection and the idea we all come to life and we're, we're all such imperfect human beings, but somehow we can even be grateful for the imperfections. And that's that idea of a circle and how do we create these circles and, and how do we learn one of the most powerful tools I think that that, that religion offers. And, and I want to say this. Please listen carefully. Are you all listening? Please say yes. All right. I am not here to tell you what's right and wrong today. I want you to imagine. I want imagination in the room today, please. Imagination for, for, for what it can look like as, as we really try to reconsider what gratitude looks like and, and how, how things can work together and how we can create these these circles of gratitude. One of the things I'm going to be talking about next week a little bit is we always have the choice between, between circles of gratitude and circles of outrage, right? I prefer circles of gratitude, though my ego loves circles of outrage. So this is an important topic. And that idea of imagination, I imagine this rings true for you, a lot of you. How does imagination work? Relax, clear your mind, and allow the thought to come in, everything is going wrong and you can't stop it. <laughs> I think I get so much what we do with imagination, false evidence appearing real, which is also known as fear. I'm going to read to you a story, and it's, it's a biblical story, and it talks about about kind of two parts of our life. Like there's a there's a an outside and an inside. And the outside part of our life is a good part, but it can get a little, we'll say, it can make a lot of miscalculations and, and it can move away from gratitude. And there's an inside part of us, I think, that can deeply embed in 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 gratitude and deeply embed in imagination. So I want to read this to you because this story is about an inner and an outer self, and this comes from, from Genesis 13. Now, now the arc of today's service is we're going to go way up into like heady theology for a couple of minutes, and then we're going to come way down literally to where the rubber meets the road. So, so this is sort of the airplane taking off in terms of the big thoughts. So this is a story about two brothers, Abram and Lot. Can we say that together? Abram and Lot. All right, two brothers. And these brothers have been working together and their flocks have increased. This is an ancient story. In other words, their farms have gotten bigger and bigger. And it's time for them to split. And Lot pictures for us here in the new church that external part of our lives. And Abram represents the heart, the internal part of our lives. All right, and you can think head to heart or, or external to internal. So I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to explain a little bit about, about what it can actually mean and what's, what's the meaning of it to our lives. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, who had flocks and herds and tents, but the land could not support them when they stayed together, for their possessions were so great they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herdsmen, in other words, the people who worked for him, and the herdsmen of Lot, the people who worked for Lot. So Abram said to Lot, let's not have this quarreling anymore between you and me, between your herdsmen and mine. Let's just split. It's not the whole land before you. Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Does that sound like brothers running tape down the middle of the room or what? The story, the story goes on. 
Lot looked and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord. In other words, the garden of Eden, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan while Lot lived among the cities of the plain. The Lord said to Abram after he had parted from him, lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south, east and west. That's what we're going to be looking at. What's it mean to look up? All the land you see, I'll give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. So if anyone could see the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. It's a beautiful idea here, folks. Again, that we have an inner self, we have an outer self, and, and, and they have two kind of different agendas. And, and so much of life is realizing where that inner self is and that outer self, like how they line up. And the idea that we have these two parts. And it's not that one's good and one's bad. It's, it's that they're just two parts of our life. And we need to know from whence we're acting. You know, simple thing. I, before going, before preaching, I have a routine of grabbing coffee down at Wawa. You know, I go down there and there's somebody with a flat tire. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, that external part of my life, if I saw a flat tire on a Sunday morning, I would panic. You know, I'd be so worried, end of life as I knew it, all these, all these crazy thoughts in my head, that's that external part of my life. The internal part of my life just breathes and would be able to ask, do they need help? Right? Two different parts of our life. Folks, a, a simple one came to me as Angela's doing that announcement about us doing cl- a clothing drive for, uh, you know, for people in need. I can remember when we adopted a family a few years back, you know, the question came up, like, these people are asking, these, these families who are struggling, some of them homeless, are asking a lot of the time for designer clothing. And, you know, and there's part of me that was tweaked by that, like, wait, you're right, they're asking for designer clothing. How can they ask for designer clothing? We better look into this. Like, should they really be asking for designer clothing? And you know what the response we got back from the nonprofit we worked with? This will melt your heart. The kids just want to feel like they fit in. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> designer clothing it is. You see, there's that internal, external part. And, and it's, not, it's not to see one is right and one is wrong, one is good as one is bad. It's that, it's that that external part is there to teach us to, to just take that step further and further in towards our hearts. That's all it is. Not a mistake per se, but just continually teaching us to step in more and more into our hearts. The challenge with Lot is I, I think Lot is, Lot a lot of time can, 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 can picture in our lives, can picture that idea of entitlement. Like my external self feels really entitled, including to your stuff. You know, like it just feels entitled to all kinds of things. The right parking place, never waiting in a line. Uh, that everybody like me, that, that, uh, that I have the right kind of clothes, that, that everything, entitled, entitled, entitled. But this is what the challenge is about entitlement. This is really good. Entitlement. It's about what we don't have and we lack. So gratitude, please say the I word. So gratitude is impossible. It's about what we hold, have a right to. Again, that right to without contributing. So gratitude is impossible. 
It's about what we buy, it's about where we buy into our privilege or lack thereof and believe that entitled us, entitles us to even more. So gratitude is impossible. That idea, folks, of, of deserving, I preached on this before, but I see a lot of new faces here today. So, so just a real quick one is to remember that the word deserve is the antonym of the word serve. It's not like doesn't, uh, if you know, if you're a word geek like me, it doesn't mean of service, like I deserve something of service. No, it, it actually is the antonym, like destroy or deconstruct. It's where we take the idea of service and we crumple it up into a ball and throw it away. That's what happens when, when we come from an entitlement place. Now, again, I don't want to overstate that. I think people are entitled to actually certain things, entitled to freedom and care and, and love and, 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 and that they have a basic uh, quality of life, right? I think we are entitled to that and we're, we're supposed to be working towards that. But, it, but it's not to become the end in itself. We have to be constantly moving into these, into these bigger things where we break into more freedom. Where we break into more freedom. Now, now, what does that mean here, folks? Well, to break into more freedom. Breaking into the freedom of life, I'm going to have you say the M word there. Breaking into the freedom of life without an endless more. Seeing life, seeing blessings in the round. It's, it's folks, it's, it's, it's not that having more is, is the problem, having more of something. It's, it's when there's a neediness to it, when you need to have more. And you can feel that from an external part. The internal part may want, which is the Abram part, that part may well want more, but it's wanting more so that it can serve better. It's not coming from that neediness, like I just need more. And, and I, think, I think we all can identify with it, Right? I mean, just, I, I think back to when I was, you know, when we first got married and, and there was a certain dollar amount. I feel like once we reach that dollar amount, I'm loaded, right? No more financial worries ever. Did that happen? Yes or no? No. no. You all have that amount, right? That crazy amount. You thought when, when I was 20, man, as soon as I make $30,000, we're set as a family, you know, like it's not how it goes, you know, it, it, it actually takes time, and there's, there's a way we have to learn to, to change how we think. Now, folks, what I'm going to be talking about, and this is the key, look around, look up from where you are. This is so important. Look around. Look up from where you are. Yesterday I was out hiking and, and you know, I, I was on a hike and it was down in a little valley and, and all of a sudden like the light starts coming across, comes up over a hill and it starts just hitting the tops of these trees uh, and there's this big embankment going up and, and the trees started coming to light. It was just, it was beautiful. Look up. Look around. As the band comes out for their middle song, I want us just to think. I want us just to think. What happens when we just can slow our lives down? We can slow down the cadence, the rhythm of our lives. 
and get more and more clear of the intention, the intention around gratitude. Not just gratitude around, I'm going to count my blessings. But listen carefully, folks, very deliberate with my wording here. I'm not just going to count my blessings. I'm going to open my eyes, look up, look around to the blessings. So some from our, some from our online audience, uh, grateful for heading to watch football with friends. It's so much more than football, just like coaching. It's the friends and the kids that I treasure. Another person says that the family and family's grateful for the arrival of a new baby. And this one makes me, makes me giggle. It took me a while, but I finally figured out how to watch New Church Live on my smart TV. <laughs> We're all grateful for different things. So, folks, I really wanted to let's 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 look at this idea. You know, let's go back to that concept of look up and look around in the circle of gratitude. Look up, look around, look around, and look up from where you are. Could I get a big yes on this as soon as I asked for the yes? Could we all do a little exercise with this together? Yeah. Yes, because I believe that you know, like let's let's just set the intention to just just see how this works, right? So what I'm going to ask you to do is just get comfortable in your seat where you are. You know, let your shoulders get comfortable. Just get a little comfy. All right. We're going to do a guided meditation here. A guided meditation, if you haven't done one of those before, it means you just listen to what I say and think. (laughs) All right. You think on your own. You listen to what I say as I cue you. That's it. So I want us all to first off just take a big breath. Another big breath. What I want you to do now is to peck a slice of your morning. Three, four, five minute slice. Don't make it the stressful part about where your keys were or your, you know, shoes. Just like, what was, just pick a pretty ordinary three to five minute slice. Where were you in your house or your apartment or outside? What were you doing? I want you to just take a minute. I'm just going to walk you through step by step here. As we walk through step by step, I just want you just taking the time to slow down and look and deliberately look at those things you, you ran through this morning, including interactions with other people, and just put a little word on each one of those. Like, what's the piece of gratitude there? All right? So here we go. That moment starts. Where are you? Open, not opening your eyes right now, keeping your eyes closed, but your eyes open to that event. And where do you see gratitude? Right there from that place. What are you looking at? What are you interacting with? You take another step. Look up, look around. What do you seem to be grateful for there? A third step. Look up. Look around. What do you see grateful to be grateful for 
there. Now, without opening your eyes, bring you here to this present moment. As you're sitting here right now, with your mind's eye, look up, look around. What is there to be grateful for now? All right. So I'd ask you now to open your eyes, unrelax your shoulders. That's pretty powerful, right? Be, be a good one. By the way, if you came here with church with someone, it'd be good to just run over that with someone. Yeah, you know, this is what I thought about, and this is what I was grateful for. Probably a lot of you will show up in each other's stories, which is beautiful. That idea of looking up, looking around with gratitude for, for, what, is, for what is here. And, and remember, with this story, folks, Lot, the older brother, got the better stuff. Just FYI, that's important. Anybody jealous of older siblings who got better stuff? You know, like, he got better stuff. So God's trying to teach Abraham something else here. And incredibly powerful what he, what he offers. I, I wonder, you know, could we live there? Like, could our imagination take us there more and more than it does now? Can I share with you a moment from a couple of weeks ago? This was, this was one that just like, just like, oh man, that just gets me. Beauty of that. New Church Live, as, as you know, you know, we, we do, uh, fairly often we do hands-on blessings and people praying with each other. And, you know, this was a, a young man who's a very good football player, by the way, senior in high school, uh, praying with, with two of our wonderful congregants. I look at that, folks. That's a miracle to me. It's just a miracle. Because the, the two young adults, they, they had volunteered to be that. So a high school kid comes down as a senior in high school and asks a couple he doesn't know, can I pray with you? And this is what I'd like to pray about. I would never have done that as a senior in high school. Never. Not in a million years. Listen to the Doobie Brothers, yes. Do that no. Do you realize what a miracle that is? Think of the imagination that grows from that place. It's so easy to miss those moments. It's so easy to not look up. To not walk around. As a pastor, to be so worried about the mechanics of the service that you forget about, or I forget frequently about the, the beauty that's right in front of me. Folks, and, and look at this picture. Is entitlement showing up in that picture at all? It's a complete non sequitur. There's nothing about that picture that's entitlement. There's everything about that picture that is a circle of gratitude. It's about looking up and about looking around. It's, it's understanding the totality of the blessing. Not counting like, these are my blessings. But folks, like you look at that, that is the blessing. That's it. 
And that constantly come back to, yeah, that's the blessing. Like observing what the blessing is. So, so important. This beautiful story in Genesis goes on with this line. All the land you see, I will give you and your offspring forever. So, so what does that mean? That doesn't mean you're all about to win the lottery today. It means that as you walk through your life, that stirring of your heart with gratitude, you will have that, you will have those gifts forever. Just learn to see. It's a very different gift than counting up my stuff. Means any place I find myself walking through my life, I can sit there and I can just, I can look up and I can look around and I can just, if I purposefully think God's going to answer that question, you know, again, that old question, like, God, give me your eyes to see this. It's the same. I mean, it's the same question as gratitude. Like, like, what's the gratitude here? What can I look around and, and see gratitude around here? And he said, once, once you start to see that blessing, even in the ordinariness of your own life, Lot got more stuff than Abram. Even in the ordinary stuff of your own life, if you compare the two, one got a lot more, one got a lot less. If you just sit there and you look up and you look around in your life, your blessings, as it goes on to say, they'll look like this. Here's the picture of it. It'll be like sands on the sea or, 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 you know, just this, just this endless, endless, endless blessing that just goes on and on and on. And what we're asked to do is this. Go walk the length and the breadth of the land. Like, like walk your life. What are your blessings there? Walk your life. Now I want to talk about the power of that. Tim's going to actually come out, our amazing keyboardist, he's going to come out, he's going to do a little musical cue here for us. And then I'm going to sit down over here, and, and I want to talk a little bit about, so we're going, to, we're going to get the spotlight going over here as I talk for a minute. I want to talk in a minute, and I'm like, we're not going to put the slide up yet, because I want to cue you with music first. We're going to talk about a movie that's coming up. And I remember years ago listening to NPR and they had this guy who was, was an actor and did, was a bad guy in movies. I forget who it was, like William Defoe or somebody like that. And, uh, and, and he said, how do you get ready? They're asking him, how do you get ready for a bad guy role? And he said, well, I turn out the lights and I bark. I'm like, ooh, that's ugly. Yuck. You know, that, that kind of like, bleh. Well, I want to use a story that's a little more uplifting than that. It's a story about a movie that's coming up little musical cue for you. I'll give Tim a round of applause. Isn't that good? So, for those of you who don't know, what show is that from? Mr. Rogers, <laughs> yes, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. So I was reading this fascinating article about Tom Hanks and he was talking about like getting ready for Mr. Rogers and, and how did he get, how did he get ready for, for the role? Like how did he, how did he do this? How did he get ready for this? And, and it's indeed, was indeed powerful hearing how he talked. Because you would think, right, Mr. Rogers, we all know what Mr. Rogers says and does, that he would just sort of parrot, right? Just parrot his, his words. 
right? That's what Mr. Rogers says when Mr. going to do that. But that's not what this article talked about. What Tom Hanks said, and this is, this is beautiful. He said what he had to learn from Mr. Rogers, listen to these words here, folks, was an unselfconscious, considered slowness. An unselfconscious, considered slowness. And he said, he was trying to do some little test screens, I guess, and he said, when you get over that, there is some point where you just go, oh, dear Lord, this just has to be slower, and it's not dumber. That's fascinating to me. Because here's this arguably the most famous actor in the U.S. today, and he's trying to channel Mr. Rogers. So he says, look, to do that, I had to learn not to work harder at it or anything like that. I had to learn to go slower. Is that good? Look up. Look around. Walk the land. Look up. Look around. Walk the land. Now, as if that wasn't enough, this is what Tom Hanks said. This is just, and I think this is our takeaway, really, for today. He said it was more, it wasn't just about pace. It was about a specificity of cadence and an intention. So what he said was this. You want to learn to live that way. Live as Mr. Rogers lived. Slow down your cadence. How many of us are guilty of talking way too fast? Right? You may not point at anyone in the audience, by the way. Talk way too fast. I talk way too fast. It's about coming down with your cadence and then coming up with your intention. And that intention is to connect with the person right in front of you. That simple. Mr. Rogers was not out to change the world. He was out to connect with the person right in front of him. He went to a much slower cadence of life to do that. I mean, the show, I don't know how many years, it went like a gazillion years and people are still watching it today. The show always started in the same way with him changing shoes. I couldn't get away with keeping you folks coming to New Church Live. I just changed my shoes every single time the same way every service. But he somehow managed to do that. Cadence and intention. Maybe that's what we can just practice a little bit of going into this Thanksgiving season. Just like slowing our language down. Pulling our intention up. Looking up, looking around, walking the land. It's the land you're in. It's the land you're in. Of course, there are going to be those whose lands look much better, of course. That's okay, because that's not your land. (laughs) That's theirs. You have your land. Learn to walk it. As I come back over here, as as we do learn to do that walking, 
what Emanuel Swedenborg said, you know, we, we learn to do that. We learn to come to this, that the blessings we will find there, let's say those three words together, immeasurable and inexhaustible. Immeasurable and inexhaustible. Not a point, my friends, but a portal. Something we look through. See, see, if I can really hold that gratitude is inexhaustible, that means that even walking through Wawa this morning, I can find and see inexhaustible blessings. Now, I realize for some people, some people here as they are every week, every week, and you've had a really hard week. And you're struggling with something that is just heartbreaking. My hint to you, come back next week when we look at learning to be thankful for different things. But I do think even there, it is possible to look out and start to see those things. Like, folks, I I don't want to belabor it, but I do. Like, learn to walk your life, your gifts, your inheritance, Learn to just simply take those minutes just to look at what is there, the blessing that is there. That's very different than counting up all the ways that I'm blessed because anytime I'm just focused on counting my blessings, that means that odds are I'm counting up someone else's blessings too and figuring out they got a few more than me. It's not what this is about. See, the whole point is love. The whole point is thanksgiving. We have to learn that thanks part, that gratitude part, because from a grateful heart, abundance flows. From a grateful heart, I'm actually able to finally give because it's no longer about me. I'm no longer self-conscious. I've slowed down. We've pulled in the cadence. We've gotten clear on the intention. Look up, look around, walk the land. Look up, look around, walk the land. This Thanksgiving, my dear friends, amen. Now I'm going to close the service with a prayer going to offer a prayer. You have the opportunity to say a prayer as you know it, or as the Lord's Prayer. I do want to invite you again to come back next week. Next week, we have a special guest coming who's going to be sharing with us as well. Like, how do we learn when, when life is hard? How do we learn this, this, this gratitude, but learning to be grateful for different things? Also, you know, we got the bake sale coming up. You get to spend $20 for chocolate chip cookies. Who could ask, who could ask for more? And let's really look up and look around. You folks are amazing. This is an amazing group of people. Grateful you're here. Let's go out and live that life of gratitude and learn how through that life of gratitude to give. Look up, look around, walk the land. Please join me in prayer. So, Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Lord, help us to leave here with hearts of gratitude. Help us very specifically 
to learn to slow down the cadence of our words. And Lord, for those of us who really struggle, like help us to slow down with the rhythm of our lives to something slower, something quieter, something that in the end is more open to you and more open to others. And Lord, allow us then to take that cadence, that slower cadence, and marry that with an intention this week, an intention to to truly engage, to truly connect with the person right in front of us, not thinking what comes next, but thinking what is here now, not thinking what comes next, but thinking what is here now. Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hands to do, a heart to love. Give us each other as reminders about what life can be. Give us our families, our communities, our connections. Allow us to see the blessings there, immeasurable, never-ending, eternal. And Lord, as always, just grateful, grateful we get to share this time together once a week. And in some way, we get to imagine a different world. A different world based on the true meanings of life and love and you. Be with us on this week ahead, Lord. Thankful and grateful. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.